Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Win Big Podcast. As always, I'm Steven, joined with Tyler and Zane. This Thursday Thoughts episode is brought to you by Valet Training Gloves. Train like a pro. An American batsmith for all your custom wooden bat needs. The best swinging, the best looking bats in the game. American batsmith, be distinct. Tyler, Zane, how we doing, boys? Hey, going good. How about you, Zane? I'm living the dream, man. Living the dream. That's all we can do. That's it. That's it, man. Hey, what about some, uh, got any update on some MLB news there, buddy? Dude, that is getting out of hand. <laughs> we lost, I saw something, I, I guess it's pushed back to April 14th now, and they said that we lost another 92 games Wow. off the schedule. So what's the deal here? What are they not settling on? I think a, a, I mean, I think you just get players and owners, and it's just it, I don't care what sport it is. I think you get those two, and it's just this push and pull, and nobody wants to give in. And I think I think Will was right a few weeks ago is that the owners aren't willing to budge on anything. They want the players, the player union, um, to to budge on everything that they're throwing out there but then wow. they're not willing to budge on anything hmm. is it money is it games or <clears throat> i don't it's always money yeah it's, i mean money money makes the world go around right but i just think it's it's you get there and you know the players are wanting certain stuff that um that will help benefit the game and the owners are kind of balking at it but then they want to come out with you know Somebody mentioned the other day making the bases bigger and putting a pitch clock in and this, that, and the other. And it's just like, is that seriously what we're, you know, are we are we just letting everything else go by the wayside so we can talk about that? You know what I'm saying? I don't understand it. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's just getting old, man. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things I should probably follow it closer. But I'm just so frustrated that we're not getting to watch baseball right now that I just don't even yeah bother you know it's just like whatever man yeah I guess it's kind of it's kind of like my feeling you know like when the Super Bowl ends like I feel like there's a part of me that's lost because <laughs> there's no football you know and I would imagine the same for baseball man like when you cut games out dude you take away the the crowds you take away the fun you take away you know America's greatest pastime yeah I mean I know one thing that has kind of been a big deal is there's you know the inter- the international draft is is a part of the negotiations, um, you know. And you got there, and what I think what's some of it too is um, the league is proposing to tie in international draft that would cover amateurs in Latin America and Asia to the removal of the direct draft compensation in which teams are penalized draft picks for signing top free agents, um, and players balked at the idea. But I think it's one of those deals where. It doesn't matter if it's that or something else. Um, you know, again, the owners are not wanting to budge, and they yeah. want the players to give in on everything. Well, the owners are all in for the money, man. You know, they want to make as much money as they can. I get it. You know, at the end of the day, they're they're kind of setting the footprint. But man, the players make it come to life. Yeah, no doubt. I, I was listening to this the other day, like like playoffs. Mm-hmm. They want to expand it by another team or whatever, and some of the major league players are like, well, let's just let everybody in the playoffs and get participation trophies. Like, yeah, it, it means something to make the playoffs, right? You open it up too much, and now you're not having to do a whole heck of a lot to get in. Yeah, as far as record wise and all that. Yeah, and 
you know, when, when teams make the playoffs, owners and the teams make a ton of money. Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, the players don't make a ton of money. Like, they're almost playing playoffs for, for free. free. Yeah, I get it. You know? Whereas I think football's done a pretty good job of that, right? Like, where you get bonuses for playoffs and things like that. Now, I wonder if the players yeah. get the same. They, well, they, or... I think there's like a set amount, and then it's broken up between all the players. Oh, wow. So, hmm. again, in the grand scheme of things, they're not making a whole heck of a lot on their long playoff runs. And, and I think that's – in baseball, it's so hard for teams to – Yes, you can make the playoffs, but it's so hard for them to go back to back these days because it it puts such a toll on the players, yeah, especially the pitchers to make those long runs, and then you're down for like a month, maybe yeah. six weeks, and then all of a sudden you're back to uh, you're back to uh, you know spring training, this that and the other. So yeah, I get it. It's pretty nuts, man. It's pretty nuts. I hope it comes back soon. Well, in the, in the meantime, we've got. A bunch of college baseball on TV. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. College that's, baseball, that's college been, softball. That's been real nice. Watching a good, a lot of good games. Watched all that that Shriner series. Um, how did all that go? Oh, how's um, it going? No, it, it's it's it was it was just a bunch of good games. I was like Texas, UCLA, um, LSU. Who else? Yeah, Texas actually beat Tennessee on Friday, and they beat LSU on Saturday, and then UCLA beat them five to one on Sunday. Actually, gave them their first loss. Um, hmm. And then Texas played a, a weekday game last night against Texas State, and, and it was actually, or whenever it was what nine to eight or something. But Texas, yeah, State, Texas State played them good. Texas State's been pretty good. Um, you see that leadoff hitter for UCLA? Yeah. Five four hundred and fifty pounds, hundred sixty pounds. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's one of those deals. Like, I, and I don't know if this was when you were growing up. Then we're not that far apart in age, but like, I remember when I was growing up, there would be some smaller guys play like second base sometimes. But yeah, for the most part, your prototypical freaking shortstop back in the day was <laughs> six two, six three, six four, and I'm like, crap, I don't have a chance. But nowadays, um, you do get some smaller guys sometimes that can that'll play at a high level actually give him yeah. a chance well the the story on him is actually really kind of funny is that i think he was at loyola marymount and every time they would play he would just torch ucla and ucla was tired of it and i was like and he i think he gained a year he gained his covid year back and they were just like we just we we want that guy we're tired of him beating us yeah so just get him on the team <laughs> yes yeah some of these guys are I, I swear it's like they're in their 19th year of eligibility because of all the COVID rules and all that. Right. Mm-mm-mm. It's like like you bringing their kids to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Changing diapers in between innings. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an art, man. Changing a diaper, bro. Oh, oh it did go. Put a stopwatch on me. I can do it fast. Hey, man. I've learned, man. I was, I was more of a swaddle guy. <laughs> I mean, I could change the diaper, but man, my my specialty became swaddling. There you go, absolutely, man. Get, get them wrapped up, get them wrapped up there tight. Dad of the year award, right there, brother. <laughs> Golly, yeah, I got man. I'll tell you what, man. I I got such a big gap in years with kids, man. You know, I got an eighteen year old, a six year old, and a two year old, man. You'd think I was 
You think I would have been smarter about that? <laughs> so you had you had, to, you had to relearn every time, man. I yeah. relearn every time is an understatement, man. I kind of I don't know. I did get better though as it went on. There you go. I never gave my chance to even. <laughs> I think I think my kids were in diapers for ten years of my life, yeah. man. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I guess we're gonna have to sit tight and wait for baseball, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean. Again, I think we're we're going to play. It's just a matter of time. Um, but man, it's just a it's just a headache because you're just it's one of those deals. Ba- baseball is big. Don't get me wrong, right? And, but you know, when you look at NBA, that again, you know, can it don't matter where you play, they'll pack the stands. And NFL games, it don't matter who you are, they pack them. You know. There's some major league baseball cities that they struggle to get fans to the game, and yeah. I just wonder if something like this pushes a few more away. Hopefully not, but you just don't never know. Yeah, I think you know a lot of people's you know big problem. You know, people that say baseball's boring is just that's a dumb thing to say. Um, you know, people don't like how long baseball games take, but. Yeah, yeah, I think, think that's that's the thing for me. And then again, it's it's one of those things where it's I would never call a game of baseball boring. Um, I just think for some, it's a slower sport. Mm-hmm. For some, you know, it's well, and, it's and one and of those just things. Think, and just think about our society these days. Instant gratification, man. Instant gratification. Everything's gone. TikTok super mm-hmm. short. Instagram super short. You know, Facebook like all everything is just short, short, quick to the point. And like kids these days want to get on YouTube and they would just rather watch the highlights of the of the good plays or the good hits. They don't want to sit yeah. there and watch the whole game. But yeah. I think that just goes back to the, the culture that we have now. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's different, man. It's very different. I, I think for, for, for me, I've always appreciated being at a baseball game. Um, but I love watching playoff baseball. Oh, like yeah. I'm, I'm one of those things. It's like, it's like hockey for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't watch baseball all year round, but – Dude, playoff baseball is play is is to me an incredible. It's, well, it, it's so crazy because I watch a ton of baseball when Major League Baseball, but when the playoffs roll around, it's just every every pitch you have to hang on because you don't know what's going to happen, and it's sure. always somebody that you didn't think about will step up, or all the big dogs will step up. It's it's someone different every night. There'll be some guy that they throw out there to start. Because it's, you know, short rest or whatever, or maybe somebody from the bullpen comes in, has to throw, you know, more innings than he normally does and, you know, just shoves it. Mm-hmm. You know, or then you'll have somebody come up that's pitch hitting and they'll hit a freaking home run and they, <laughs> you know, what is that, Chris Taylor for the Dodgers last year? He's like, oh, for his last, I don't know how many, and just goes off in a series. And it's yeah. just, that's why the game is so... That's uh, beautiful. Why, yeah. That's why you play the game, man. Yeah, it's 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 it goes back to you know we've had some great you know baseball guys on this podcast, and it goes back to like, look, man, this is a game of it's a game of loss, really, yeah. for yourself. You know, yeah. you got to take the you got to take those small victories because those small wins, man, turn into big wins. You know. Yeah. Well, it's just, um, the game is built around failure. Yeah. You just no, you can just think of it in the terms like it's. You know, when you're up to bat, you're one person, and there's seven. You know, there's eight guys on the other side of you, mm-hmm. trying trying to get you out. 
Yeah, yeah. it's an, it's it's, you it's know, a, yeah, man. I get it, dude. I have. Know, go ahead. It's eight against one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's a game is built around failure. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, just... it's crazy, dude. Like I said, I've 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 come to have a lot more appreciation for the game of baseball over the last you know few years that I think I I never had before. You know, I had the luxury of going to a few Rangers games, and I loved that. Uh, you know, went to a couple of Rough Riders games, and that's a different element. You know, you're watching like, Dude, guys I t- coming I up. You, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Minor league, I, I'll tell you one thing. I had never watched minor league baseball, but when I was – it was right before me and Megan got married. I have a 16U team that I was coaching at the time. Mm-hmm. We go to Oklahoma City for a tournament. Had a rain out that day. We happened to catch um, – it was actually – the Rangers farm system at the time was in Oklahoma City. Oh wow! It was at it was AAA, mm. right? Well, they're playing the Brewers organization. Well, this guy comes up for the Brewers, and this dude is just—I mean, uh, watching him swing, I was like, "Oh my God, who is this?" <laughs> he hit three home runs that night. It was freaking Nelson Cruz. Oh, then right. eventually we got and nice. had a big run with dude, the I, and still at his freaking uh, forty years old and can still mash, but. Dude, he hit three home runs that night, and I was like, who Dude, is this guy? That was a player I fell you in call, love with for the Rangers you, was Nelly Cruz, man. Well, you call him you call him Nelson Cruz. I call him the guy that lost us the World Series, but Ooh, keep going. Shots oh, fired, shots come fired. on, dude. <laughs> hey, man, the Rangers were so close, dude. They were, they were I mean, a pitch away. They were, they were one out away. Literally. They were one strike away at yes, one point. They were, yeah. I mean, and I can remember, we lived in Linden at the time. I can remember McKinley was probably – five years old mm-hmm. and i remember just sitting her on the couch i'm like you have to watch this and she doesn't even know what's going on harley she's five years old but it was the fact that this may not ever happen in your lifetime and again it didn't end up happening um and now i'm curious if it ever happened in my lifetime again Heck, we're, um, yeah. but <laughs> not, i remember sitting her there <laughs> i remember sitting her there because i'm like you you need to like this may not happen in your lifetime again you know yeah and Growing up, you know, where were they? Where the Cowboys had won three when we were younger? Like we thought that was going to happen all the time, right? Now yeah, we're right. 20, 20 some odd years, years into it, we ain't even sniffed it. Dude. So, um, such a I mean, disappointment. It's one of those deals. My boss has said it one time before because he's a big OU fan. But like, you know, for a, you know the past few years up until the last last year, I guess OU was in the you know mm-hmm. the college playoffs yeah. every year and yep. just would knock on the door, but would never get there. And that was. Like he said, that's the hardest part as a fan is there's only one fan base going <laughs> yeah. home a winner at the end of the year. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Man, well, I'll tell you what, dude. Speaking of winners, I think it would be hard-pressed not to talk about Tiger Woods' induction to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, dude, I've had the luxury of following the game of golf from a young age and playing the sport at, um, you know, a few different levels, you know, um, a little bit of college played high school um you know i really started following tiger in 98 you know he really came on the scene 97 96 ish mm-hmm. but i started really following him in, in, in 98 and then what he was able to do from 99 2000 2001 i mean it was nothing short of absolute greatness i mean when he broke the scene and won his first masters i mean it opened up the floodgates mm-hmm. for you know i mean he's he's got the most pga tour wins in history Yes, he hasn't caught Jack Nicholas in majors, but dude, you can't tell me that not catching Jack in majors doesn't put him as the best golfer that's ever walked the planet. You know, major tournaments are hard to win, 
And mm-hmm. I would say that Tiger had a harder time winning major tournaments than Jack did in his era because there was really four big guys, right? Yeah. There, there was Arnold Palmer, there was Gary Player, there was, uh, you know, Jack Nicholas, and then there was, um, you know, uh, I can't remember his name now, but there, there was four of them that were, that were big guys. Um, and I'll tell you, that era was tough to play in. They're playing with old equipment mm-hmm. that we would hit today and go, oh, my God, dude, this, this hurts my hands to hit. But yeah. Tiger brought an aura to the game that essentially, like, took it to the, to the roof, I mean, he man. He blew it up. Video game. Tiger mm-hmm. Woods golf. Like, <laughs> I mean, no one would have dreamed of having a golf game that big, but it was named after him. I mean, I can yeah. remember playing that game in college. Yeah. And, you know. When his name became on that game, dude, Getting all huge. the Nike equipment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dude, he took Nike to a whole other outlet, man. That ain't no lie. But I think, you know, going back to, you know, his his career, you know, there's been, you know, he's he's hit some fantastic shots in his career that are going to go down in history. But to me, you know, a little while back on one of these podcasts, we talked about the Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. Tiger holed out, holding one, dude, and he's walking down the, down the, down the, down the fairway, man, going to that par three, putting his hands up in the air, like, get louder, get louder. I mean, dude, the crowd went absolutely nuts, man. Of course, it's Tiger Woods, so the crowd's even bigger. And he did that, made that much noise before there was a grandstand. Mm-hmm. It would be only fitting that he hit that shot before there was even a grandstand around that mm-hmm. par three, and it was still that loud. There was still beer being thrown, and it was absolutely nuts. That That's one of the staple shots I think I put it on. But when we come to... You know, major victories. You know, what he did at the British Open after losing his dad was fantastic. Mm-hmm. What he did at the Masters in 2019 when everybody had pretty much ruled him out. I was the one guy amongst the guys I play golf with that said, you know, you can never count him out, especially at the Masters tournament, because it takes a shot player. It, it, it's a shot maker's course. Mm-hmm. It's not a course for the longest hitter. You have to be precise. You have to be accurate. You have to make flush contact with the ball. And that tournament put him on Sports Illustrated. It cemented his legacy. And then you come full circle where his first Masters win, he's hugging his dad after the Mm -hmm. 18th. And then his most recent one, he's hugging his kids on the 18th. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a story. What a story. Arguably one of the best comebacks in in sporting history. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And we can only, as golf fans, only hope that uh, his son – Mm. Follows in his footsteps. That's 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 big shoes to fill. But even if he fills half of them, it'll be it'll be worth the show. Dude at the PNC, uh, dude Char- Charlie Woods looks good, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got all the makings to be a good golfer. That I mean, was he- uh, that tournament they play in, where uh, he played with him, and just when they did the comparison videos of, oh, of him like doing like the same things that his dad does, like mm-hmm. the 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 you know when he twirls the golf club, yeah, the mannerisms, the tee, mm-hmm. and just uh, just everything. And then, of course, John Daly and his son out there. John Daly, hey son, man, dude, he may be a because I think as crazy as John Daly is, yeah, he's going to make sure his son doesn't go down some of the paths he went down. Oh, for sure, and <laughs> I can only hope so. And he, yeah, <laughs> and he's already a stud. He, I mean, he he hits the wall. Um, and he just he knows the game inside and out already. Like I yep. think, you know, those two will continue the torch. But yeah, but Tiger in the Hall of Fame. Number one, we knew it was a no doubter. But it's just, 
I mean, that guy transcended the game like none other. I mean, I can, like I was telling you before we started, I can only imagine, you know, when people caught a glimpse of Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. Or Ted Williams or even A-Rod if you're a younger, you know, age kid or Jeter or, you know, Peyton Manning or Tom You know, just catching a glimpse of those guys um, in your lifetime, that's, oh, yeah. that's what – tiger is to uh the game of golf to the game of golf yeah i mean he he had he brought to the game of golf what michael jordan brought to basketball oh no that's what he did i mean he he brought a a, you know a person he brought just this crazy like he he had the aura he had the the skill the want to be successful and i still remember vividly man i remember watching you know if it wasn't for justin rose at the tour championship, um, making that last putt. If he had missed that last putt, Tiger would have won the tour championship and the FedEx Cup that year. Mm-hmm. And dude, the crowd behind him, following him to eight—that was the first tournament he'd won back after all this stuff. And then he went on to win the Masters the next year. I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, it was it was Arnie's army all over again mm-hmm. with just an ex I mean an outrageous number of fans that were surrounding him trying to get just a glimpse of greatness one yeah. more time. And it's not it's not just I'm not taking anything away from any other athletes. I'm not. But Jordan has four other teammates. Tom Brady has mm. ten other teammates. Tiger got him. Tiger had like on all those wins, it's it's you and only you mm-hmm. having to make big shots after big shot, after big shot, big putt, after big putt. And, you know, that's where, man, that that's where it takes it to a whole nother level because, you know, even Steve Kerr knocked down a few shots for Jordan. Not that Jordan didn't create <laughs> yeah, all of that, but sure. it's just, you know, when you play an individual sport like that, it's, it's you against everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's coming for you. Mm-hmm. And just the well, way he was been able to stay on, you know, he stayed on top for so long. I mean, it's crazy. Well, and it, golf is so singular, too. Like, not only is he out there by himself, like, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's, you know, man, man, man versus man, each man for himself. Like, mm-hmm. those men aren't pulling for you either. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, they, and it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like, hey, man, let's go, Tiger. You got this. Let's close this thing out. No. Like, it's not. No. You know, it's not. Even the guy in the clubhouse that's done for the day, like, he's like, I hope this guy, I'll be choked. <laughs> I hope yeah. he shanks this right here. Or I mean, hope, heck, you go back to one of them. he blades this right here or something. You know, like, yeah. not only, not only, like, is it man versus man, like, they, they, <laughs> they do not want you to win. Like, yeah. I remember the 2008 U.S. Open, and Tiger's on 18, and he needs to hold a putt to force a tiebreak. But the tiebreaker in the U.S. Open was an 18-hole playoff. Ooh. So he makes the putt on 18, and Rocco Mediate mm-hmm. is in the clubhouse watching, and he turns to the camera, he says, what more do you expect is Tiger Woods? Mm-hmm. And so they go to an 18-hole playoff. At this point, Tiger Woods has a broken left leg. I mean, it's broken. And that's what people, I think, have forgotten, that he played four rounds on a broken knee, and then he went on to play an 18-hole playoff, which he ended up winning, beating Rocco Mediate. I mean, it was incredible. It was the only thing on during the day. They broadcasted it on the Golf Channel. I mean, it was unbelievable. Or they, either CBS or the Golf Channel, whatever it was. 
but it was an 18 hole playoff between him and Rocco Mediate. And they, hey, they, they were shot for shot. They were doing all this stuff. And it would come down to Tiger pulling off the unbelievable and just sinking a putt. And it was unbelievable. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, it was, it was going to happen for sure. But yeah, I mean, he was just, uh, what he did for the game is, is second to none because mm-hmm. it was just, I mean, again, nothing, taking nothing away from, the older generation of golfers, the older generation of baseball players or football players or basketball players. But, I mean, nowadays everybody's so much bigger, faster, stronger in every single sport. Evolution of the game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no offense, but back in 1945 I could have played NBA basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) nothing against those guys, but my God. I mean, they they look terrible compared to these days. I think the other thing, too, that people forget, too, is, you know, Tiger brought in, you know, when he had that branding with Nike, you know, he had all these sponsorships. But – Going back to older style of golf, you know, Arnold Palmer was big into bringing sponsorships to golf and bringing these players the opportunity to, you know, make money outside of the game of golf. But, dude, it goes back to this, man. When Tiger Woods plays golf, he has a unbelievable following that allows the purse money to go crazy high. I mean, you make more money on tour when Tiger's playing. And we have some great golfers now that are playing incredible golf because of him. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing a lot more exciting golf. We're not seeing repeat winners like we used to. When Tiger used to hit the scene, man, it was like, hey, Tiger's on this card. He's probably going to win. You know, Tiger's in this tournament. He's probably going to win. It was either him, Ernie Els, Vijay Singh, or who, somebody, you know. But it's, dude, there, there's there's a list of players now that you can name off that are probably going to win. Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas. You know, Will Zalatoris, you got, I mean, the list is crazy long from all over the world. And he did that to the game of golf. He brought light to the PGA Tour unlike anybody else. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And, uh, you know, he, he well, very well deserving. And hopefully we get to see him play a few more times before Man. he uh, – before he decides to hang, hang it, it up. up. I hope so, dude. Like, I, I, I fully anticipated him making a return for the Masters. That's next month. Um, I, I see him playing in that tournament. I don't know if he'll have a warm-up tournament before then, but I think Tiger's going to pretty much build a schedule around majors this year. Um, I think the game of golf needs him back. I don't believe that he's going to go the rest of this year not playing golf. He doesn't know when he's going to make it to come yeah. back, but he said that the last time. Yeah, He's going to do what's right for his body. But, man, there's no quitting that guy. There's absolutely no quit. He ain't going to stop until his body tells him to stop. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's one of those deals that like, he was born to be a golfer, and he's, mm-hmm. going, he's going to play golf until he absolutely can't anymore. <laughs> and who would have thought a two-year-old on the, what was it, Johnny Carson swinging a club with a dad that was a green beret yeah. would produce this golfer, this, this yeah. phenomenon that we have come to love and appreciate you know, regardless of the things that have happened in his past, you know, I believe, you know, redemption's huge. Uh, and he's he's one of those things, man. He's, 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 he's the testimonial to what it means to come back and re, you know, rebuild yourself and have mm-hmm. this new image that I've learned from my mistakes. I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to elevate the game. And not only am I going to do that, but I'm going to bring players around me along with me because the future of the game of golf is dependent on who's here now. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing, man. He's out there having fun like he's never had fun before. Uh, and that's different, man. It's, it's a different side of Tiger that we never saw, you know, when he was really 
just dominating the sport. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, but it's amazing what winning can do to people's memories. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, you talk, you know, like, and I, I'm not, I don't mean that derogatory way. Like, you know, I'm just saying like the Tigers ordeal, you know, like Brady's deflate gate thing kind of got swept under the rug. Yeah. You know, like Ray Lewis, you know, like yeah, may or may not have killed somebody. Right. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's, he's Ray Lewis and everybody loves him. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, and look at even a rod. How many times does a rod fill a drug test and he just keeps playing and then gets a job with ESPN. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have yeah. a very forgiving society these days. Mm-hmm. And like and going back to baseball, like I wish you know, do do I think we are a um a fairly soft generation now? Yes, I do. For sure. But also forgiving in the fact that everybody deserves a second chance or third or fourth because some of them have gotten that, but then like then you go back to, you know, fifteen years ago, ten years ago and like you have Barry Bonds and, and Clemens and them but ne- they don't even get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because of what they did, and it goes back to some old heads in baseball that just couldn't let it, you know, let it go. Go, but you know, we have a very forgiving society, and yes, and it goes back to when when you're a a figure like they are, and you're winning, like it's it's even more. Yeah, Mm. yeah. I think Tiger winning, you know, definitely uh, reestablished himself in the game of golf because you know he was definitely he was a I wouldn't say like a no show, but you know there was definitely wasn't the same. Uh, approach of the game and he went through that whole spell yeah. where he could barely chip a ball and do all this stuff and he went through and tiger did tiger things man he went back yeah. and dissected it all and now he has no really doesn't have a swing coach he's doing it all on his own look he's got the talent to do it yeah you know you don't get to win that many majors unless you or you're able to feel it and and pull it off mm-hmm. and dude he's a very feel-based player he wants to feel the right things he wants to you know execute the shot that's required and yeah, he's uh, he fully deserving of, of the Hall of Fame, man, and and that guy will go down, in my opinion, regardless of majors, regardless of the fact that Jack has him beaten the major tournaments, dude. He he's got more PGA Tour wins. Yeah, uh, and it's hard to win, let alone one time on the PGA, PGA let alone win seventy eight, seventy nine times. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's, sure. it's it's phenomenal. Kind, right. kind of switching gears here. Did you see where Carson Wentz got traded to the Washington Commanders? Today, uh, first off, you know how weird it is to, to sit there and say Washington Commanders. I know. I mean, it's better than Washington Football Team. Correct. But I mean, dude, not much better. But it's better. <laughs> not much better. <laughs> it's almost like to me, dude. Like, if you want your career to die, you go to Washington. Yes, <laughs> That's agree. I agree. I one hundred percent agree. With you that. either try to remake yourself and and get an opportunity to do something great, like Alex Smith did, or you go to Washington to just yeah. disappear. But. Yes, I did see that. Here's what I'll also tell you that's absolutely crazy. Aaron Rodgers got a $200 million deal with $153 million guaranteed. Back to the Packers. Anticipated from me, I wish I had said it on the podcast, another opportunity for me to sound like an absolute, like just pro at at figuring out where someone's going to go. Russell Wilson went to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I... I wish I had had the. I wish the guy was on today, man. I tell you, I, I sat here and told him. I said Russell Wilson's going to go one place and one place only. He's going to go to Denver, mm-hmm. and I said that because Denver's rebuilding, and Denver needs someone who can sling the ball. Yeah, and but he and they is have pieces though. Like yeah, they, they have do. a defense. 
they have some pieces. Like, that is a perfect landing spot for him. And the AFC West just got even tougher because now you have the Chargers. Yep. And that quarterback they have, which is going to be a stud if yes. you know, he really already is. Herbert. Herbert. You have Mahomes with the Chiefs. Yep. You have Carr with the Raiders. Now you have Russell Wilson. Yeah, dude. Like, what a division. That is an what a absolute <laughs> – I mean, my God. What a division, bro. Dude, hey, I mean, you're, you are – every team could literally split. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's the other crazy part, too, man. You take a division like that, and then for me, the thing that upsets me about that, right, is you got all these crazy players in this in that division, and then you have the NFC East. Like, yeah. why aren't the Dallas Cowboys just blowing this division out of the water? Yeah. Every year. Yeah. With what we have. The Giants are horrible. The Eagles Man. made the playoffs last year, but I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. And then, you know. An extra playoff game? Yeah, maybe so. And Wentz, does he make Washington a little better? Yeah. Do I think he's going to put him over the top? No. Um, he didn't really do much at the Colt, at, at the Colts, though. I mean, he did enough. He did enough, but he also harmed them in the last couple of games. Yeah. And they stayed out of the playoffs because he, he couldn't he, hold he, on to the ball. He did, as as Skip Bayless would say, he did wince things. W i n c e. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. He, for sure. He did but some. I tell you what, with and I've always had respect for the Packers, and maybe I'm wrong on this. We'll know. But I just think that contract right there. When Aaron Rodgers decides to retire finally, mm-hmm. they just set themselves up for an absolute disaster because they're not going to have any money to spend. And oh, they're going to oh. have to rebuild the quarterback position once he retires. Yeah. They have, they'll have no money. Mm-mm. Like, I don't even know how they're going to bring anybody else in or even keep his best target because Devontae Adams, Adams is a free agent. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, well, and again, they can restructure all those deals. I know Dak just restructured his deal and Martin just restructured yeah. his to try to keep some but look, people, but that just goes to show what the Cowboys are doing, though, man, in, in preparation for the upcoming season, right? Like, they're, they're restructuring deals. They want to open up cap room. They want to build, you know, you got to, you have to think that they're going to address the offensive line. They have to. You know, the offensive line is not, is not bad for the Cowboys. I think it's still a top five offensive line in the league, but that being said, you have, I mean, you can't tell me that Derek Carr had a better offensive line than the Dallas Cowboys, or you can't tell me that, you know, Aaron Rodgers had a better offensive line than the Cowboys. Well, if, but look at what they're at, able to yeah, do. Yeah, if you looked at it by the numbers, you know, we talked all year that the Cowboys couldn't run the football, but then, like, rushing efficiency, mm-hmm. they were still, like, top seven in the league, yep. top five in the league. Um, you know, did they protect – Dak like they should have. Maybe, maybe not. I think Dak sometimes was holding on to the ball way too long and sometimes just getting rid of it because yeah. he thought that invisible pressure was there. Well, what about what, – what part of that, though, is fear of getting hurt again? You know, like is he, is yeah, he trying it, not I to think, rush the ball? I think ball a lot and... of it goes back – I've heard rookie quarterbacks say, like when, you, when you're when you a rookie and you play Bill Belichick's defense, like the first time they play the Patriots, like they say that it felt like ghosts were on the field because mm-hmm. you see something totally that's, yeah, not, there, that's not there or vice versa. Well, so that's and, disguising coverage. And I think sometimes Dak would feel pressure when there wasn't, and then he wouldn't feel it when it was. It was yeah. like it's like he was he got jacked up somewhere in there um, along the way. And and again, um, you know, they, did they still give yeah. themselves a chance? Yes, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I, as much as I've always agreed with what the Packers did, whether it be with Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, this that, and other, I just 
I don't see where this is a good idea at all, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, only time will tell. You know, the season will unfold. You know, going back to Dak, though, I mean, I don't think, you know, people turn around and say that Dak has regressed. I don't think Dak's regressed at all. I think Dak is the same old guy that we that we saw when he came out. Um, I think there's just a lot more film on him now. You know, I don't think he's doing anything yeah. different or he's doing anything that's not Dak things, right? Where, I mean, he's still a good quarterback, but I think yeah. he's just, there's a lot more film to study. There's a lot more movements to, to view him yeah. on. But, I mean, hey, if Dak wasn't that great, every backup that would have came in for the Cowboys would have produced, and that wasn't the case. No, not at all. And I think um, I think he is the right Guy, I'm, I'm curious to if they lose Amari Cooper and if they lose Tank. Mm-hmm. They've talked about cutting them or trading them, whatever. My whole deal is it's hard to win in the NFL. It's even harder when you just let really good players walk. Now, yeah. are they really good players? That's what we don't know. Like, are they trouble in the clubhouse? The unknowns. Do, do the do the Cowboys see something on film that shows them, hey, these guys are you know regressing very bad, mm-hmm. or you know, they're so injury-prone that now these injuries are catching up with them. That could be the case. Sure. We don't know, right? Yeah. Um, you have to think that Tyron Smith, that's it's catching up to him. I mean, you have to. I mean, Although he's just been a freak of nature. But. That dude's been in the league since he was 19 years old. Yeah. Can you imagine playing left tackle in the NFL For that long? at 19 years old? Because mm-hmm. you are that, that much good, of a man. Yeah, I mean, you're huge, dude. He, oh he wears gosh. leg braces on his arms, dude. Like, he's – the yeah. guy is astro- – I mean, he's – oh, my goodness. I I could only imagine my legs being that big, let alone my arms being that big. Knee braces for elbow braces. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Bionic. Yeah. I mean, it's freaking nuts. Yeah, it's it's insane. Well, while we're on the Cowboys gig, man, like, what's this rumor I hear about Jerry Jones? You know, it's uh... Just a, I just, it's just, just I have a daughter that I didn't tell anybody about. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's it's That's one of those insane. typical. It's one of those typical. I say typical. It happens to, you know, few. A few people but, like him. But people like him. It's it's, it's people it's, of stature. People of mo, stature mo, that that no money, no problems. Yeah, and it, it's just sing the, it. They, uh, you know, they do something back in the day and then they have the money to cover it up but you're you know once that i'm not saying his money ran out but once the the money runs out on the cover-up side of things then all of a sudden people start talking you know what i'm saying like (laughs) it's not that he's running out of money but maybe the the checks stop coming you know what i'm saying well that's not the only thing they tried to cover up they're uh is it their pr guy yeah dalrymple yeah they had to uh cut ties with him apparently I mean, it was a draft a few years ago, right? Yeah, it's, it's been a while. And those caught people him on have... camera taking a picture up under Charlotte Jones's skirt in the war room, and they've been covering it up for the last three or four years. Well, what? That, it was that's not the, yeah that's so that's not the only thing they caught him in like a like a oh, caught cheerleader, caught the, caught the cheerleader the dressing room. Yeah, cheerleader dressing room. Yes. But they, they, and they paid them off. Yes, they paid the cheerleaders off to. They paid the push and then then they, and I guess kind of like what you were saying that that money probably ran out, and now they're going to come forward and. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there's some stuff behind the scenes that has been leaking as me, of late. So what happens here? I've, I've got a conspiracy theory of sorts. All right, shoot. What I mean, how much of this is like maybe them? 
just kind of an attempt maybe to try to get some more hush money or what if like there's probably another owner or something like that out there who knows something and just wants to make Jerry's life oh, hell well, just because he can. Yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Anybody that has an opportunity to eliminate Jerry Jones is going to do it. And before the fact of what he's accomplished in the NFL and what he's been able to do with the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys is arguably the biggest brand in the world at oh, this yeah. point. I mean, there's not – I saw a statistic a while back, and there's not very many clubs in professional sports – that beat the Dallas Cowboys, and one of those well, no, is a soccer we, I, team that you know Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. But there's not very many that top the Dallas Cowboys. It's well, it's a short we're list. The, we're in the top five every year. I know we've been number one. It's the highest grossing franchise in the world. In the world, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's insane, dude. But, I mean, who knows? If and this here's is another covering. conspiracy theory for you. And it's not that this one's way. I mean, this is really way off. But Jerry's also one of those. Any publicity is good publicity to him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's, no, and, but... and, you know, they they did cover it up. They did try to cover it up, and now it's all leaking out. But it's one of those deals where, at the end of the day, people are talking about the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. And it's going to put another dollar and in his pocket. Yeah, I I don't know what this does. You know, you, you've heard rumors about, I mean, dude, like <laughs> the, the owner of the Patriots was caught in a, what, massage parlor or whatever it was and i mean just, he didn't a, just a massage parlor yeah guys. Jeez. <laughs> i think that's what it was called it was yeah. just a massage it's called it was, yeah it's called it's called happy endings yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah i mean dude this you know he didn't lose his team you know no. you, you think about like I, I granted it's it's not like you know he made some racial well, slurs just, like some of basketball owners that end up you know the guy of what was it the, the clippers the, the clippers oh, that, that lost tricky. his his team that was a that was a tough one but like you know, it's not like he. It's not like he went on and did any of that. Yeah. I mean, he covered well, it just up. This goes back to what we were saying. Winning, winning makes a lot of things go away. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I but mean, they got to win a Super Bowl well, to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? Here, here's my other conspiracy theory. What if somebody from like the Cowboys leaked it? Like, what if it was like Steven? Trying to get Jerry, the owner, to fire Jerry, the GM. Oh, no. Man. Hey, anything's <laughs> possible. Hey, it, it, anything is possible, believe me. Um, oh, believe oh. I, I'm I'm all in on anything's possible these days. That's for sure. Yeah, um, there, there, there's there's no surprise until it's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and again, that, and again, I know that, I mean, this was three or four years ago that happened with this PR guy or whatever he does. I'm not sure exactly. But they, and he took pictures of? Apparently, the cheerleaders caught him in the locker room behind some wall of some sort snapping picture of him he claims he was just going to the restroom or trying to find the restroom but i figured he'd already know where it is at this point yeah yeah really hope he's, so. he's worked for the cowboys for like 20 something years. yeah yeah pretty sure we know i'm sure he's went to are. all the bathrooms <laughs> but unless it was went right when they what, were building here's the what's so Center. weird to me not only did it leak the cowboys like finally fired him or let him go but then they settled with him and paid him money Mm. That's what I didn't understand. That's what was so weird. You would think you're not going to settle with someone like that that no, did I mean, all that. But it was weird. There was a settlement where he got money from the Cowboys. Why didn't you just sit there and make it public and say we let him go for these reasons? Yeah. I, again, I don't, I don't. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, it's different, man. Very yeah, different. You know, it's. I'm sure there's some stuff that goes on, but 
you know, as much as those people, you know, those those rich people like that can make problems go away. Like if they come to you and say, we're going to pay you this money and like they probably have means to make other things go away as well. Like they, they, they probably know some, some people that can just make that look like an accident that you're, mm. that nobody's heard from you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you got concrete feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Hey, you know, Jerry's from that old, you know, Louisiana area, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Manned up in the bayou. <laughs> got a lot of, got a lot of, oh my got gosh. a lot of land. We probably shouldn't have, we, we, we probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, that's what we do a podcast for. <laughs> say whatever. It's different, man. I mean, it's, it, this is crazy. It is. And again, it'll go away just as fast as the, mm-hmm. you know, massage parlor in Florida did. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, you know, cause those guys. I mean, they have that. They have that. That money that. Uh, yeah, makes can things. make stuff just magically disappear. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least the owner of the Patriots though had a Super Bowl to hang on his hat. Yeah. Apparently had mm-hmm. a lot more. But <laughs> <laughs> he had one of those left knee, right knee, weenie uh, massages. <laughs> I got two legs, but I got one that needs help. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're so terrible. Him and his Air Force Ones and mm-hmm. suits. Mm-hmm. That's right, baby. Dang it, dressing in style, man. Dressing oh, yeah. in style. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, that's gonna be a good week, dude. It's gonna be a good week for uh, dude, for Formula Sports anyway. That's Formula for sure. Formula is about to kick off. So is this like the first? This is the practice. This okay. is the last practice. So we 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 got. Uh, well, I say that this is a. Uh, this is kind of like a development session, you know. This is uh, this is going to be good for the for the teams. I think this is the one where we're going to find out which teams have fixed some issues aerodynamically. So this is where they're about to figure out mm. if what they've been doing is right, or they're about to have to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, for sure. I think you know, looking back at what happened in uh, Barcelona, which is the first one they did, uh, teams that looked on top looked on top. You know, same teams that we've been talking about. You know, Mercedes looked good. Red Bull looked okay. Um, McLaren really looked good. And then, you know, your bottom of the barrel teams kind of, you know, looked bottom of the barrel. They looked like they were behind. But the new pay structure allows those teams that were at, at, at the bottom half uh, a little bit more time and things like the wind tunnel to develop, and, and which I think is going to bring the bring the teams closer. But some crazy stories that happened in Formula 1 before I get into where the where this whole uh you know session's gonna go there was a russian driver nikita mazepin that was racing for haas uh they let him go and they cut ties with Uralkai, which was a russian investment company so they cut ties with them because of what's going on between russia and the ukraine which is crazy man mm-hmm. so insane so i have a question just because we're still in the baby stages of learning about Formula One, mm-hmm. and you're educating us fairly quickly on it. But like, when you say bottom of the barrel, like when you watch a race, do those bottom of the barrel teams ever win a race, or they just kind of float around the bottom of the barrel all the time? I'm it, just curious. It depends. I mean, you you know, we'll take back you know a couple of years. I mean, McLaren um, ended up coming out as a midfield team and winning. Um, Monza, and that was a one-two finish for them. But that was due to the fact that Max and Lewis were 
collided with each other and took each other out of the race. So that was kind of a fortunate win for them. I mean, not a win that you're not, not a win that you're going to take away. I mean, at the end of the day, points are points. Yeah. So you had that, you know, some of those teams that get lucky, you know, they get lucky. They take advantage of strategy and weather changes and things like that. You know, you have rain that'll start a race and then all of a sudden it's who gets on the dry tires quicker and at the right time as the track starts to dry out. Those things are huge, man. You know, when you go from a wet race to a dry race, you know, you're talking about seconds a lap here. And if you get on those tires one lap quicker than the guy next to you, you may gain four to five seconds a lap. And that could lead you from being, you know, let's say eighth or ninth place to being in the top four, which is huge. So, yeah, they, they, they do win. Uh, definitely not as often as the top teams do, right. but they do have opportunities to come in and, and do something for sure. When it all aligns up for them. Yeah, man, the stars <laughs> got to be there, dude. You know what I mean? The moon's got to be sitting a certain way. But why, why is that, though? Is it the driver? Is it the car? Is it What is it? It's pure development. Gotcha. That's essentially what it is. You know, the, the, the reason why they brought in this new price cap, uh, this money spend uh, during the year, was strictly for the fact that they wanted the teams to be closer. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to give the teams that aren't producing and developing their car quicker, they wanted to give them extra time to invest in the car to bring the teams closer together where it was more of a battle on, mm-hmm. on, on the racetrack. At the end of the day, you know, these cars are, are not – they're pretty firm. They're strong, but they can't take a collision like they can in, like, let's say, Le Mans, where you can rub wheels with a car, and, yeah, you may do some fender damage or something like that. I mean, dude, you lose a front wing or you lose side pods on a car, I mean, it pretty much takes you out of the race. So they want things to be closer. They want to give the teams that are are not performing or, you know, developing the car quicker an opportunity to catch up to those teams that are able to do it in much less time. And it comes down to the engineers, dude. The engineers are the, are the hidden heroes of Formula One. If they're not developing the car the right way, you go backwards pretty quick, man. You can lose so much time on track by having the wrong upgrades brought. You know, engine power is only a part of it, man. You can have the fastest engine on the, on the track, but if you have a car that's developing so much drag that it's not able to move through the air quick enough, you cause things to slow down. Gotcha. I was just curious. I didn't know because it is the top 20 drivers in the world, right? Oh, yeah, dude. This but is the, this at the, the same time, it's like anything else. There's top 20 drivers, but there's also those two or three, and the gap is very big sometimes. Yeah. It can know? look huge. At other times, it can look small. But, man, I'll tell you what, man. The, the drivers behind that thing, you got to be fearless. You got to be like, you got to find the apexes of corners and, and take off milliseconds a lap to beat somebody, which is why qualifying is so important. And these teams that are going into this, you know, this next development stage where they're going to Bahrain, they get a street circuit, which is, you know, it's not really a street circuit. It's kind of one, but, you know, they get to see the car in two different areas, two different aspects of a race. And then we get to see what they do. I, I fully anticipate, and I'll say it here, uh, I think Mercedes are going to be just as dominant as they have been. I think they go on to win another Constructors' Championship. That'll be nine in a row. Uh, unprecedented. No no team in history has ever done what Mercedes has been able to do. It's, it's, it's nothing short of pure greatness. You know, they have George Russell now, who's a younger British driver. And then you got Lewis Hamilton, who's the best driver, in my opinion, that's ever walked the planet. And I'm seeing history unfold itself. He goes on to win an eighth title. He's... He's the best driver ever, period. Mm-hmm. And then you have Red Bull. <clears throat> so 
Mercedes are going to be number one for me. Red Bull, I do not think are number two. I don't think they they take the number two spot. I think I think Ferrari come in and take this. I really do. So I'm going to put my top three up here. I think we go Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, McLaren. That would be my top four. But my top three: uh, Mercedes, Ferrari, um, Red Bull. I'll but, just uh, I'll go with that too. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. So when is the first real race? That would be. Um, Two weeks after this week, so the end of the very last week of March, so the March 20... And what channel does it come on? Be on ESPN. All right, so there we go. Everybody, everybody has ESPN. Yeah, ESPN, ESPNU, somewhere in there. It comes on one of those channels. But uh, ESPN broadcast it, for yes, sure. Yes, the Ocho. Yeah. The the Ocho. Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good season, though, man. You know, all these these cars are brand new. This is regulation changes like we've never seen before. Everyone starts at zero. Yeah, and then we see who we see who takes the crown. But uh, Lewis is coming back with a vengeance, I think, for what happened last year. I fully anticipate him just going off, man. Yeah, and then on top of that, that's in a couple of weeks. Then college basketball mm-hmm. is starting their tournaments. Um, so I guess the regular seasons finish up. They'll start their tournaments. We'll start getting to the March Madness, the craziness of March Madness. Um, it kind of start. It kind of started last weekend when North Carolina knocked off. Duke and uh, Coach oh K's gosh, last dude. game. That that kind of that probably uh, that gives you a good sign that March Madness is about to be crazy. Yeah, um, it's a little stinger, man. Your last last home game. It is, but it's only fitting if Coach K was going to lose his last home game. It would come from North Carolina. It would come from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that's just that's how sports is. That's how it goes. Um, but yeah, if that's anything, because North Carolina, not that North Carolina's not good this year, but they're they're down a little bit to their standards yeah um but yeah i mean and and here's the deal the the tournament's about to start and texas tech is right up there at the top um baylor's up there at the top texas in the top 25 um so we got some texas teams and there's always you know you know some some people that are going to show up that uh you've never heard of that'll you know knock somebody off but yeah that'll be crazy and then you know, NBA basketball is starting to wind down. They probably got, I don't know, 16, 17 games left. And the Mavs uh, are hot. Yeah, they look good right now. Hopefully they're getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they'll give us a little playoff run. I we'll hope see. so. I hope so. Dude, it goes back, man, for me, like me and Christina, when we met in 2011, man, that that was the year that, you know, the Mavs went on to win the uh, – you know, went, went on to win the – the whole thing, man. Yeah. Went on to win the NBA Finals, and everybody counted them out, dude. Old team, not going to do this, not going to go very far. And, man, they just absolutely I think the Mavs, and, again, they have a championship uh, not too long ago compared to, like, the Cowboys or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But it's one of those deals the last couple of years they haven't been able to get out of the first round. I think if you get over that hump, who knows what's going to happen. Sure. You know, the Stars kind of went through that lull. Yeah. You know, and then a couple of years ago they went to the Finals. Um the Stanley Cup Finals and got beat, but it's kind of sometimes it's getting over that yeah get that there's hump, the key, man. and once you get over that hump, then you know everybody relaxes a little bit and starts playing, and there's not as much uh, there's still pressure, but not as much once you can kind of get over that hump. So that'll be that'll be good to see. Um, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I'm anxious to see what happens in uh, hockey playoffs for sure. That's the only time I really tune into that. But I'm 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 man. I t- I can't tell you how thrilled I am. That Formula One's about to kick off in a couple of weeks, man. I'll be I'll be anxious to see how this testing period goes uh, in Bahrain. I want to see where the teams are going to look. 
Uh, I can't wait for the next the next race, man. I'm super excited. It's coming up quick. Yeah, yes. man. Sports sports is about to be. I mean, once once baseball gets going, I mean, you have so much going on between now and August, and then oh, yeah. and then then kind of August you get, or I say, you know, July August, then you kind of hit that little lull where baseball's winding down, and then here comes the you know the baseball playoffs, and then you're right back into football and basketball and i mean yeah i mean yeah sports is uh it's one of those deals even if you've never played sports like i don't i don't know and again i don't know too many people that aren't some sort of sports fans yeah well you know like this this thing goes back man it's like you know you watch sports for a reason why do we watch the cowboys what is it about the cowboys that make us want to follow them because we just they, we just want them to kill us one more time. Like being miserable. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> you know, it's, it, that's the thing, man. We all have our team. We all have something that we that and we every, every year is our year. Every year. I mean, every year needs to be our year as far as a Cowboys fan goes. Man, golly. How much longer are we going to go without making the big game? You know what I mean? Uh, I mean. Apparently, we're going to keep going for a while now. Well, Why would we, we stop? I mean, we may as well keep the streak going. I mean, at this point, we're going to have a Bengals-type record for not making the Super Bowl at this point, you know? Well, what's crazy is in my life, and I know that I know the Bengals win in 91 or whatever, but I was so young, I don't remember. Um, I never thought in my lifetime I'd see the Bengals make a Super Bowl. No. I really didn't. I just – it was one of those teams that have always been the doormat. Mm-hmm. You know, they're – you know, wasn't ever very good, but been walked on. Yeah, I mean, they they went to the playoffs how many ever years in a row and could never win, and then all of a sudden they did. And you know, I don't know. Cowboys are at what twenty seven years? We're getting close. Yeah, true. We're up there, man. It's been a you while. You play, you play long yeah. enough. Something, something magical. Will happen. I'm just glad that the Cowboys years that we miss winning a Super Bowl is never going to outscore my age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless I die and they keep going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, going back I gotta, to, I know this I got a five year head start. <laughs> jumping around, but you talk about like somebody like Dak, like when people complain about Dak, I'm like, I was around between Aikman and, and Romo. Oh, man. What where ugly. I could have freaking played quarterback for the Cowboys. Like, hey, Dude. let's be happy with Romo. Let's be happy with Dak. Cause I remember between Aikman and Romo, it was a freaking disaster. Yeah. It was awful. I mean, I could have went in there and completed at least three to four passes. Dude, I can throw like a screen pass or something. <laughs> yeah, give me something, you know, something straight up the gap I mean, or something, man. Quincy Carter know? days weren't great, you know. No, they weren't great at all. <laughs> I played uh, flag football against Quincy Carter. How was that? Was that post-NFL <laughs> career? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> he would think he'd done hung it up, bud. Well, he he needed to hang it up too. Yeah, I mean, that powdery substance will get you, man. Yeah. That ain't. <laughs> oh man, it's just powder, boys. <laughs> just powder, baby powder. Yeah, man, it's for the chafing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, I do want to call out though. Last week, I did turn around and tell y'all, UFC. Masvidal. You called it. You called it. Colby Covington. I said Covington was going to win it. Dude, love him or hate him, dude. He is a WWE (laughs) wannabe when he, I mean. 
Hey, take a page from WWE. Oh I mean, my gosh, dude! Like he, every, their marketing his, has his, to be his little second to none. His little shorts, man. Hey, nerds and virgins, you know, and he's got women around him, dude. Like that's what he does, dude. He gets under so many people's skin, dude. Like he, he's borderline, like just annoying, but you can't doubt his ability. And he walked all over Masvidal, man. He walked all over him. It was insane. It was five rounds. It went to decision. I get all that stuff, man. But I'll tell you what, dude. Covington walked out of there looking like a champ, dude. He he looked just as good coming out of that fight as he did going in. And Masvidal looked like he'd taken a couple of good clobbers to the head, oh, man. Bet. Did uh, What about the ex-cowboy? Did he win? No, he got laid out, dude. He got, <laughs> he got laid out horizontal, man. He went to sleep real quick. Played dead Indian, huh? Man, he was yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's crazy to think, dude, that a guy that played in the NFL that used to pummel over people gets into a sport where all they're made to do is pummel people, yeah. and you look terrible. Well, you have pads and a helmet on. That's true. He ain't got no pads and no helmet in there, man. But, by, oh. dude, I saw he got laid out, dude. He went to sleep, he man. He may be wearing a helmet after that one, huh? Oh, my. Dude, he's <laughs> he's going to – they need to check him for some concussions, man. Like, he, he got laid out, dude. He was – you know, I've seen some brutal knockouts in my time, but I've seen two from him. And Ty, guy from New Zealand or whatever he was, dude, He, I mean, he hit him so hard, dude, he folded like a lawn chair. I mean, his whole body went limp, and he just, like, fell on top of himself. And he's like – I mean, it looked like he just hit a seizure or something, man. It was crazy. And he got laid out again, man. Unless he comes back and wins a fight somewhere in the near future, his UFC career may as well be done. I mean, does he does he draw a crowd for them to keep putting him on I don't know the if ballot he, or the ticket, whatever it's called? Dude, he's always on the undercard. He's never going to be putting But here's the crazy part, though. He was on the undercard of the main event. So it wasn't like he was on the prelims yeah that's he what didn't I'm make saying. the prelims. Like, so he's on the main event like it, it's 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 greg hardy right like i mean it's that's my deal like if he's bringing money to the table they'll just keep letting him get his butt kicked they don't care yeah i mean he's got to be drawn in some kind of crowd of i'm sure there's some crazy cowboys fans out there they're like oh my god it's or who do you play for for the cowboys the panthers or something maybe there's a bunch of carolina fans mm-hmm Maybe that's I mean, it. maybe, maybe, because he dude. just had a cup of coffee with the Cowboys. Yeah, he did. He didn't he have time here. to put creamer in there. No, he did not. No, <laughs> he just had enough time to gather up a bunch of guns and throw them on a couch. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, he got laid out, man. It wasn't pretty, dude. It wasn't pretty to watch. There was some good fights on there, though. But uh, yeah, I called it, man. Colby Covington. So we'll see what happens on the next main event, next big one, man. Yeah. I'm anxious for Conor McGregor's return. I think he's coming yes. back. I wouldn't be surprised to put it past the UFC. You know, Masvidal and um, Nate Diaz did a fight for the BMF title and made up belt, the baddest ever ever, right? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, if they put a fight together with Conor McGregor and Jorge Masvidal for the BMF title, dude, I think Conor walks him. I think he walks it big time, dude. Connor looks huge. Like, he's probably walking around right now with two bills. And two bills of just beef. Mm -hmm. It's not 200 pounds of overweight. Because, you know, he normally fights at 145, 155. And he fought Donald Cerrone at 170. Dude, he could come back at 170 and fight Masvidal with that BMF title. We see what happens. I don't know. Who was that UFC? I just saw some UFC fighter got in trouble with, uh, like, Looking at a bunch of prison time. Who was that? 
Cain Velasquez. Yeah. Yeah, so there was there was this whole thing, man. Cain Velasquez, it had something to do with um I wanna say it had something to do with um a family member was molested and he went after the dude. Oh. Hey man, look. There's a reason behind it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, man. They got this whole thing where they're like free Cain Velasquez or whatever, and he was uh, denied bail. Uh, on an attempted murder case. Yeah. Because, I mean, he... It's well, like when one of those put, guys punch you, that's that's like... The Cain Velasquez is a beast. Well, and yeah, what people, but like, that's like assault with a deadly weapon with your hands right there. I mean, dude, that's the that's the other thing that's, that's borderline here, right? Because when you when you enter court, man, like, your hands are considered deadly weapons. It's no different than a boxer. Yeah, exactly. That goes in and beats somebody, beats them to with an inch of a life. Look, your hands are deadly weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you do for a sport. But... I mean, put yourself in his shoes. Yeah. Your family member yeah, gets I molested. The, I didn't know the backstory. And what are you going to do? You know where the guy's at. Like, what do, what do you? What decision do you make? And I, I don't know, dude. Like, it's... He may have made the wrong one. Well, I mean, looking... Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like, it's one of those things where he, he put him in. He was denied bail. Um, yeah, And he was denied bail because they were afraid he may go after him again is what I saw. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's it's crazy. Finish the job? Yeah, you know, didn't quite get it done the first go around. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, attempted killing of accused uh, child molester Harry Guilarte. That's apparently who he's going. I mean, he was arrested on February 28th. It's it's crazy, dude. I mean, you put yourself in his shoes. Like, what would you, uh, you know, what would you do, man? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently pulled him out of a car. And beat the crap out of it. I would assume he probably like pulled him through the window or something. Oh man, you can only imagine. <laughs> it's different though, man. I mean, Cain Velasquez, dude. I mean, he dominated. Yeah. Um, you know, the I mean, he was a he's a heavyweight tight heavyweight champion. I mean, mm-hmm. he beat Brock Lesnar, made Brock Lesnar look like chump change. Yeah. I mean, he laid him out, dude. He's 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 a beast of a man. And you know, who knows what's gonna happen from here, but. Dude, put yourself in his shoes where you have, you know, you, you got a victim of, of molestation and you know where the guy's at. You know, what decision do you make? I mean, hindsight, yeah, bad decision. Well, if he does go to prison, I know who's going to be a big man on campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be a... I either, want, be a... I either want to be in the room with that guy and become really good friends, or I don't want to be in that room, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. I don't no. know if I want to be bunked with that guy. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably yeah, it's, not. It's insane, man. We'll see what happens, dude. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of trial stuff that needs to go on and whatever else. But, yeah, tough tough story, man. Yeah. Well, while kind of getting off that a little bit, um, you know, we've had so many good people on so far, so many good guests on our podcast, and we thank all of them for coming on. Um, it's been awesome. And if you, if you get a chance to go back and listen to baseball doctor or Will Middlebrooks or Chris Briggs or any of them, uh, go do so. Cause you're missing out for sure. Tyler Gillum. Um, if you do not go back and listen to those, you're missing out. You, anybody can take something from them. I mean, I've made my kids listen to some of them, um, just because of the knowledge that has been mm-hmm. dropped, yep. um, on our podcast. And we got another one coming up next week. Um, who do we have on next? We week? have Drew Greider on. He is Drew a Greider. high school baseball coach um, from East Texas. And the next week, we will have Travis on. 
um, that actually did yeah. our intro for this podcast. So yeah. that's going to be awesome. They they actually had to flip flop. Uh, something came up, so we flip flopped those two guests, uh, and then we'll just keep going. We we have so many guests lined up, so many more um, that that are planning on getting on. Um, just keep tuning in, keep subscribing, keep listening, um, and share it. And share, share it, it with everybody. I'll, you know, yeah. if you're not going to subscribe, I think I'm just going to start taking everybody's phone and just subscribing <laughs> for them. Um, not that we haven't had success. It's been great. Um, but I'm telling you, there's been so much good stuff on here. We'll continue to be on here. Just keep tuning in because um, mm-hmm. it's 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 going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll put some bonus content out there, too. You know, we'll have some podcasts just us talking and you know, kind of introduce ourselves a little bit more. And, but yeah, we, we can't stress enough how, how much it means for everyone who's already subscribed to the podcast. And, you know, we hope that you share this with everybody and Hey, look, subscribers help us out. Listen to it on any platform uh, that you listen to your podcasts. And I say that, but you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, the, th- the big three. Yeah. So by all means, keep tuning in. Yeah. Really appreciate it guys. And, um, yeah, we can't say it enough. This, uh, this is, this is just, it's fun for us. Absolutely. But, you know, the, uh, just the guests that we have on like Tyler, you know, touching on what Tyler was saying, like you're doing yourself a disservice and not go back and don't, don't listen on our account. Listen, because you're going to gain something from it. You know, especially like you've got to be in, in this, you've got to be a constant learner. Um, you know, especially like for us coaches, like I've learned so much about myself and what kind of coach I want to be, what kind of coach I need to be from listening to podcasts like ours. Um, you know, that really made me question some things on how I did things and how I wanted to be, you know, seen um, through the eyes of the kids that I'm coaching, you know, and it's not, and to be honest with you, it's not coach, you know, it's, this guy, this guy cares about me. This guy loves me. And I mean, that's, that's really the, the, the underlying message, you know, that I think a lot of these coaches are trying to get out and it's Tyler and, and Will and Chris, you know, and everything that they do. Like, and these, these guests are just going to keep getting better and there's going to be a, a theme, you know, but you, you've got to, you've got to tune in and listen to them, you know, just for the, just the benefit of what, what the one thing that could be said that, change change something for you uh in your coaching that could really open up a lot of doors and just a lot of open up a lot of hearts you know of your players and i just think it's uh this is a this is just a great platform for that absolutely and, and then each, each of them have something to share you know they've all went on to to be pretty successful and you know they, yeah, they've all that, got a win big story absolutely and that's the whole deal behind it is just to Everybody has their own vision for success. Um, everybody has their own ways that it's went about it. But for the most part, it, and it whether it's a sport that they played, whether it's after sports, um, whether it's just being a husband or a father or um, whatever it may be, they, they've had success um, in what they do. And, and it's, it's nothing to do with um, – you know, some of it is to do with when they played and all that, but it's mainly it's just they're good people, um, and they've carried that on from what they've learned um, and how to 
go about it after life of sports, whether they're a coach or whether they're just a parent now, whatever it may be. Um, and we just have some some more guests coming on, and it's mm-hmm. just it's been awesome. And we'll just continue putting it out there, and everybody else can continue tuning in. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, Absolutely. I appreciate the time. Tyler Zane, always fun having having us three together and, and enjoying this podcast. So uh, appreciate I both love of it. you guys. Absolutely. I appreciate you, man. I love it, guys. Uh-huh. Tee it high and let it fly. See you. You've been listening to the Win Big Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we would love your continued support. Head over to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast to subscribe and catch us on our next episode.